Welcome back to 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast, a show focused on highlighting the illustrious Prairie View A&M University, the HBCU of Texas, by promoting SWAC and the HBCU experience, featuring your fellow PB Panthers, Roland Austin, Jay Cleasy, Big Mike Washington, three-time SWAC champ Gatiwerema, former drum major HBCU band historian Shanetta Haskell, and Al Williams, driving the show from the hill. Please subscribe and follow us on social media at 1876SCP. And don't forget, we do it for the culture. And welcome to the 1876 Sports and Culture Podcast. I'm fresh out the cut. Uh, family, you know, it said I'm driving the show from the hill. Well, when you're driving the show, you're supposed to hit the record button. <laughs> so we were halfway through this segment. I was like, oh, stop. Uh, we got to start over. <laughs> you letting so, the folks behind the curtain now. I know, man. man. Hey, I had a time last week, bro. We had Nesby. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I had to go down to PV yesterday because Joseph had to uh, vacate his apartment as he gets ready to move to Arizona. So, man, I'm on fumes, bro. Yeah, you got I... two out of college already. Yes, it's it's it's, it's, it's empty nest time. It's, it's, empty nest. Hey, you know when they, they say that little Southwest ding? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> man, yeah, I... I hear you, brother, man. I'm I'm on the road traveling. I'm getting it in with the boys playing lacrosse. Uh, we empty nesters, but I'm trying to get their schedule mixed in with mine. I don't know whose schedule is more important, they schedule or my schedule. Uh, <laughs> if you give it to my wife, she's like, you ain't get their schedule right. And she give me the the, uh, exec- the them Jada Pinkett eyes execute for the six six. <laughs> oh damn! So who you about to pimp slap then, Mike? Oh. <laughs> Uh, so all is good man (laughs) all is well (laughs) all right man let's talk some bowling real quick we got uh the swag championships going on this weekend uh uh by the time the show comes out we'll have a a swag champ crowned in bowling but we've got some folks that uh got some postseason honors yeah man you got jada gordon freshman of the year second team you got stephanie basquez First team, all swag. Uh, so they are doing the thing, man. The Lady Pen, they look to have been strong this weekend. Um, and this is actually compiles like two or three years of, of strong finishes for the bowling team. But congratulations, big, big ups to uh, Lady Ju- Lady Gordon and Lady Basquez. Now, you know, your boy, I used to bowl a little bit. But uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm just going to say, with the right food and the right beverage. See, see. <laughs> it's like baseball, man. You got to bowl your weight at least. You got to have that flat Milwaukee's best in the pitcher <laughs> with the man. plastic mug. Yeah. And some chicken wings. And some chicken wings. <laughs> so Vasquez ba- posted a 197. 0.52 with a fourth place during the regular competition and Gordon what she post what 194 just under 200 so they bowling just under 200 I figure on a good night with the right drink I, knows I keep about saying 85 right 
That's all right. I can, I can get one fifty, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, good night. I'm about eighty five, ninety. <laughs> you gotta bust a hundred, man. Come on. No, bro. I used that whole lane. I bowled a whole lane. So, and a piece of that lane don't get touched. <laughs> and you from Detroit? That's your hey, name. Hey, man. Hey. My folks ain't work at the plant. My mama was working, <laughs> the, working at the, the, the swing shift, so <laughs> it wasn't no bowling in our house. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, so I'm excited, man. Uh, you know, a lot of folks are done with their pro day, and we're talking spring football practice now. So what, what's going on on the hill? We, of course, is everybody's favorite subject, PV football, baby. So Every year the team changes, you lose some, you bring some in. So as you know, we bought in a bunch of JUCO transfers. Um, some of them are on campus already. You know, they got there in January. Others won't get there until the summertime. So we'll see how, what those new guys look like. A bunch of big studs on the defensive line. Uh, as everyone know, that was the focus of, of recruiting. So some of them are on campus. So, hey, uh, we'll have three practices in March, the 27th, the 29th, and the 31st. Uh, from three to five every day. Practice is open. The coaches want you to come check them out and see what they're doing. So it'll be your first chance to see what uh, some of those new players look like. It'll be your first chance to see uh, what what Trazon Conley looks like uh, from a QB perspective and all the other returning players. Um, so they'll have 12 practices in the month of April, all from three to five. Two scrimmages, which will be April the 6th and April the 15th. And the spring game, the purple and gold game, will be April the 22nd, on which is a Saturday. So if you remember last year, the spring game was a pretty dang big event. They put on a nice uh, put on a nice event. So I expect them to be bigger and better for this spring game, April the 22nd. So remember when, 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 when you know, we all played football. You know, you used to, you know, in practices, you throwing up on the field, drinking, as my uncle used to say, you drinking the, drinking the water out the fire hose off the field. Uh, uh, are these boys spoiled or are they really ready? I just want so you wanna know, are, are they drinking out the Gatorade cups or they got the hose out there? You you know, you, you turn to the side, you got to stick that bottom lip out. You got to stick out your bubble hey, lip. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know, but, you know, we used to have big breaks. There are no more breaks anymore. They work out 24-7 year-round. So they they may be in better shape now than they are in football season because, you know, they've healed from injuries. They've been lifting and running and everything. Probably went through their, their specialized trainers during the Christmas break. This is a different game than when we played, man. No. Yeah, we used to put some sugar in that uh, gallon jug of water. <laughs> no real Gatorade. At my high school, we called it Spooty. Spooty. Don't know what the hell it was, but that's what they called it. Spooty. Hey, and we only got two Spooty breaks in a three-hour, four-hour practice period. 90-plus degrees outside. Louisiana going to find a name for something, man. Spooty. Spooty. Oh, oh, no, hey, that was an H-Town. That was an H-Town term. Oh, no. I, I just say, I wouldn't bring that term out, but, man, I'm familiar with that term, Spooty. I'm like, <laughs> you only got two or three of them. Like, I, I think it was makeshift Gatorade. 
Yes. Yes. Oh exactly. my God. Some salt and some sugar and call it good. Shake it up with, in that gallon color. jug. Oh, Freeze it the night before. <laughs> Orange or red? Oh, man. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh, God. All right. Yeah. So, uh, other news on the Hill. So, I understand there's a uh, some, a Rising Future Makers program uh, that AT&T sponsors, and we've got some some students on campus that, that were a part of that. Yeah. So, man... When you talk about, first of all, let's talk about what is a, a, you know, a rising future maker. And I had to do some research and do some digging because you can put, you can slap that title on anybody, but it, it's AT&T's signature program. And it basically focuses on influencers. Now that seems to be a new term. Influencers, folks who are impacting culture, folks who are impacting community. That's a, still a broad definition. So throughout its, you know, you know, Black Future Maker Program, a total of five uh, <coughs> extraordinary culture shapers have been identified at least this year. Uh, they have a chance to win $25,000. So that's this program that AT&T has sponsored. So with that being said, there are three students who have been a not who've been nominated. So uh, congratulations to them as the 25 rising future makers who have a chance to win $25,000. Siri Young, uh, Jocelyn Poppy Johnson, and Justin Lamar Collins. Uh, students with different walks. Uh, Siri, I believe, is um, she's a proud member of the honors program. She's in the medical program. She's doing her thing. Respected or she's, uh, you know, part of respected organization. But basically, she volunteers with the Waller Pregnancy Care Center and the Houston Food Bank, which is big deal. Um, and then <clears throat> and then you have uh, other folks like, you know, you know, uh, transfer uh, the gentleman. Uh, what was his name? God, man, I see it on Justin I, Lamar I, Collins. Yeah, Lamar Collins, uh, who's doing big things. So after transferring from uh, Eastern Illinois uh, University, um, he dove into campus life. He's a student at PV. Uh, he mentors young students. He is a community assistant, active with the Gold Members Club, and is preparing to be a student coach for the football season. So these students are doing big things. You know, tip your hat to them. I hope they win the $25,000. But I got to say, when you say you're a, you, you know, you're an influencer, what does that really mean? Because if you would have said that in 1990s when I grew up or the 1980s, I don't, I think that would have had a different meaning. Yeah, I, it depends on the context. Um, when they talk social media, that means you have more than 10,000 followers to be called an influencer. That means uh, companies will pay you to post things on, on your social media. But um, I'm not sure if these folks fit into that category or if they're just trailblazing students kind of doing some things that are not taking the traditional route. So, yeah, and I'd love to, I'm sorry, Jocelyn Poppy Johnson, who is doing big, uh, big things as well. She's uh, also involved with the food bank, with different programs. But does it mean involvement with community programs or does it mean about social media following? Which one is more important? That's where I kind of scratch my head and say, mm -hmm. you know, wh which more gets the accolades? I mean, 
you know, hats off to these students. They're, they're, they're definitely doing the thing. But when you say a top influencer, which is a top category for this award, you know, usually that's like, you know, 50,000, 7,500,000 7, followers on social media. What if they're not a part of social media and they're still doing this stuff? I say it's still an influencer because uh, a lot of people talk about it and a lot of people are about it. So it sounds like these students are about it. So if you ain't about mm -hmm. that life, you can post pictures all day. Yeah. <laughs> all I, I know is 25 G's is, is 25 G's. So you call yes, me with sir. that at that point. Exactly. Exactly. That so sounds, uh, I like a rap song, 25 G's is 25 <laughs> <laughs> Mess around. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> gonna say you heard it here first. <laughs> so I understand we have a new interim dean of students and director of, of student support services. Uh, Wash Jones is now that interim in that interim position. Uh, I guess Steve Ransom must have retired out of there. Um, so is this one of the positions that they didn't want Ruth to fill? Is that is that why is that is that what this is? So who hired him? And I, I guess he still has an interim, so um he was promoted, I would suspect. He was promoted. He was, yeah. Yeah, he was promoted. And then he just got this award from the National Future Farmers Association. Um so with a VIP citation. Now I don't know how you get an award with the VIP association or citation, but he did. And the VIP uh, citation is presented to individuals who made significant contributions to the Future Farmers Association or FFA. So congratulations, big ups to him. Um, uh, he's done quite a bit. I mean, if you look at his dossier, he's been involved with the agricultural program since 2007. He was an assistant. Um, you know, I think he started in 1994. He's been a member of the National Society of uh, Minorities and Agriculture. He's got all of the accolades, but, you know, it kind of wonders, you know, was he promoted? Was he elevated to this position? And then, you know, you know, congratulations to the award, of course. He's done big things, but, you know, he just kind of stepped into this position with no announcement. That's kind of the big thing. All of a sudden, he's, you know, He's head of the agricultural department. Hello, here's Wash Jones. Well, you know, we, we we rarely hear what's going on from that department. All we ever hear, only time we hear about the ag department is when checks are coming through. Yeah, true, true. true. They work in silence over there. Yeah, so, so. interesting, interesting. So I, I wonder, you know, we've got a couple of interim folks. Uh, we've got an interim AD. Uh, we've got a, 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 a interim uh, president. We've got an interim now dean of students. How comfortable do you get with that interim tag? Because do you I just enjoy that parking spot for a minute? Or? Exactly. <laughs> what is that? I, if you ask Dr. Cavill, he has a very technical definition for the interim tag. I still don't get this interim tag. Is there a term limit associated with it? Does it mean you're the person waiting to becoming and you got to meet certain standards to be the next person? I don't get it. Um, so I, me and Dr. Cavill, uh, who's a producer of this show, uh, as you as you know, we get into it because I'm like, why call someone interim for three years? 
I might as well. Right. <laughs> At some point, I need an automatic conversion. Exactly. <laughs> I, need a six, I need a six-month limit. After six months, it's a default. I, it just kicks in and it's permanent. Yes. <laughs> and I ain't, ain't got to get that money back. <laughs> yeah. If I'm interim dean for six months for a year, that means I'm doing all the stuff that a normal dean should do. Some stuff that, should kick in. <laughs> that means you've been doing it for the same money you were making before you got that interim tag. That's, That's that my means. point. Bingo. 100%. And, and then when your predecessor only had the job for six months, but I'm interim for a year and a half? Come on, man. Nah, uh -uh. Exactly. We need to renegotiate some things. I got, I got some questions. <laughs> I have questions about this term interim. It's right. interim professor. Why put a term interim with professor? Why put right. a term interim with Dean? You it might just is what it is Dean. until it ain't. <laughs> exactly. So, man. So, in other news, I heard that... Uh, of all the crazy things going on in the state of Florida, fam, you announces they're banning TikTok. Yes. So we know they had that incident with the young lady who was graduating and uh, wanted to show all her good goods to the whole world on TikTok. And they held back her degree and eventually gave it to her. But surely that's not the reason for the ban of TikTok at FAMU because... I mean, you can still get it with your cellular plan. So, it's what are you really stopping? Are are they getting on board on board the uh, the DeSantis train here with this? We need to ban TikTok stuff. I wonder if it was political because if you read all the social media posts, if you read a, the first sentence is FAMU has taken the controversial step of banning the widely used known as TikTok. Okay, so it you know take that the controversial step. Either you're gonna do it or not, and people still can get it. So and it happens to be an HBCU in the state of Florida, which is taking a stance on you know TikTok. So after you know, many other colleges, universities across they you know, they're looking at it, they they've they've done the same thing. And FAMU has, has taken the rule and it's been widely publicized. You have to wonder what are you know what's beneath the line here? What's the yeah, was, what's the ulterior motive? Did they do with their uh board of regents what has been done at other HBCUs where the governor appoints his people as a board of regents and they made that decision outside of the administration at FAMU? Hmm. Mm. So, I, I, I guarantee you it was tied to the young lady who decided to uh, make that 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 TikTok video in front of the Viper or whatever, the, you know, that, that mascot they got on campus. I guarantee you a lot of people were pissed off behind it that she did it on campus and they feel it put FAMU in a bad light. Now, if there were some other reasons that kind of pushed that decision over the top, maybe, but... I'm willing to bet. And I bet if someone did the same thing at PVAMU, if they got on top of that panther, half naked, <laughs> on TikTok, I, mean, I guarantee you there would be a push to ban TikTok on PV campus. A couple years ago, there was that fountain incident. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Where the girl got in the fountain butt naked and... Uh, <laughs> 
That was all. I think back then it was either Facebook or or IG or something. But yeah, we we've had a we've had an incident. It just wasn't on the mascot. Hey, but you can't. Yeah, that's the difference. That could be any fountain anywhere. You can't prove that that was PV when you look at it. No, you can, do it you can see. You could, they were at the flagpole, no. so you can see. <laughs> no, that was, that was How you think that segment came about? Meet me at the flagpole. <laughs> you can't. You hey, certain landmarks. You can't desecrate the mascot on any campus. So, so what are you? What are your thoughts on this TikTok thing? I mean, they went before court. I mean, for Congress and old buddy was arguing. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, seriously. Well, I, I think in, just like in anything else in politics, follow the money. Um, I think TikTok has over 167 million users in the United States. Um, they have basically more engagement and more users than Facebook and Instagram. And you know, all the all the uh, Zuckerbergs of the world who write a lot of checks to politicians, they are suffering because a lot of ad money is flowing away from their platform and going to TikTok, which they view as a foreign entity uh, that is um, uh, based out of China. And they're trying to accuse them of tracking. Well, you and I all, we all know every app traction. Exactly. I mean, yes. I can think about something and the next thing you know, it's showing up in my feed. Yeah. So all over my damn phone, <laughs> all yes. over my phone, all over I my could, phone. I could I could take one trip, and all of a sudden I'm getting ads about go, taking trips to this location. You know? Exactly. So, uh, we you we say the wrong, back. you say the wrong name in your house that starts with an A and ends with an A, and the next thing you know, that thing is recording what you're talking about, and we'll we'll make sure to to tailor your feed to meet that conversation. Yeah. So they all track. It's just about the yeah. money. That that yeah. dude from China is not writing checks to the politicians. That's what he's gonna learn. You yeah, need exactly. to cut some checks just like them, and then you won't have this problem. Well, exactly. it's banned in China. So, you know, I the way I feel about it, it's banned in China for a reason. Um, because they, and it it's not it, it is it is uh there's so much foolishness that occurs on TikTok, and that's the reason why it's not banned in China, just just to make it simplistic. If it's banned in America, I ain't got no problem with it because it's just too much. These kids got access to too much foolishness. To, they've got access to too much foolishness to video themselves. Too many opportunities to put themselves doing foolish activities for the rest of the uh, of the, the existence of, of this world. And if you take away one of these platforms, I don't have a problem with it. I'm sorry. Yeah, but you know another one that just pop up. I it know. started out with just kids, but now it's mamas, aunties trying to make these videos. Um, it's gone crazy. You you got mamas trying to make in kitchens, really. And so, and and, and then you got got the government saying that we're set, these are secrets to the Chinese. How is mama making a video in in the kitchen a secret to the Chinese? What what, she, what are they gonna get out of that? So. Yeah. And I guarantee yeah. you, if you search long and hard enough, it's a ton of PV activities all over TikTok, all Absolutely. the different tent parties and whatever. You can find anything you want. And I'm just looking at it, I'm like, y'all know. Y'all know y'all going to need a job be looking for day, a job. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Um, 
So spring sports are in full effect now, and both baseball and softball are undefeated in the SWAC. Baseball at 6-0 and softball at 7-0. Are we looking at a sweep? Well, I mean, with a sweep, you got to give PV up. They got two back-to-back sweeps. Um, and then, you know, they didn't start the season out really good. But all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah. That was non-conference play, though. I know. That's money games. Money play. games. All, all of a sudden, Alcorn State, sweep, sweep, sweep. All of a sudden, oh. UAPB, sweep, sweep, sweep. All of a sudden, you look at the statistics, you know, a week ago, Prairie View didn't have any player, any batters in the top ten, any pitchers in the top ten. Guess what? Look at it this week when they when the new stats come out. Now you got Prairie View players all up in the stats, all up in the video. I'm, I'm sorry, that was my Suge night. See, <laughs> it was it was bad too. <laughs> all over your video dancing. <laughs> hey, six and zero oh, base. The baseball team six, six and zero oh. oh in the swag. And yes, they are leading the SWAC West. So, uh, you know, this this preview team is very unique. I mean, they got some unique players. Look, I mean, you look at, I mean, you look at some of their, you look at some of the the, the batters. I mean, you got two batters that in the last two weeks are batting over three eighty, nearly four hundred. Now, for those of you who have never played baseball, if you were batting between 350 to 400, you were doing big things. So, you know. Well, let me ask you this, Mike. Is that speaking directly to the competition, the, the pitchers that they've been facing at Alcorn and Pine Bluff? Yeah, it could be. It could be. When you get into the pitching the pitching staff or, or the pitching depth, yeah, pitching matters in baseball, but then also – you look at at the bat at the batters. I looked at their batters uh, playing non-conference game. The batters weren't doing that bad, um, but they get into the conference play and they get into pitching steps who are not that um, who are not that who are really, to be honest, who are compromised once you get past the third or fourth pitcher. And now they are doing their thing. So we'll see what's it, what they look like in the middle of the season. Yeah, I think um, you know we talk about the difference between like some of the big power five schools that are fully funded and schools in the SWAT um, in football, it's all about the big men. The quality of the big men at, at those power five schools is completely different than those at, at, uh, at, you know, some of the other D ones that are FBS, but uh, I'm sorry, FCS, but you look at uh, baseball and it's the pitching. That's where the difference is. Um, you know, you got guys, uh, down there at uh, LSU or Vanderbilt, and you know they got nasty stuff, bro. You got when you throwing those sliders at eighty six, or you throwing that fastball at ninety seven, ninety eight consistently. That's a, you don't get to see that except for at a pitching machine. And hit, hitting from a pitching machine is completely different from hitting on a pitcher because the timing's different. Every pitcher has a different cadence. So, you know, can you see the stripes coming out of his hand? It takes – that's the difference, man. I think that that quality of pitching is is the difference between those big schools and the other D1s. I mean, you look at PV squad. You got Sebastian Corey. You got Michael Burroughs. You got uh, Garrison Wales are all hitting over 300. And then you look at the pitching, unfortunately. You only have three pitchers 
in the last three weeks that are pitching 4.0 um, and, you know, and to be competitive and to get, you know, toward the, you know, get toward the college world series, you need that depth. And that's where funding and resources come into play. As you say, big Al, you know, you get, you get some resources and funding, you can get a deeper pitching bench and that's what carries you through the playoffs, the season and the playoffs. Yep. And now let's talk about softball, man. You know, they got the bats going too. So um, I think Coach Bland is back from COVID protocol. So um, they they sit there 7 0. 7 0 on the swag. Four straight wins over TSU and Grambling. Um, They're looking good. The As Coach Bland mentioned, uh, the bats are heating up for them. Uh, they got a lot of young talent that's growing up. And, and they're ready to do big things in a, in a swag. Uh, and as he said, it's not about what happened in the, in the, in the preseason. It's what happens in swag. What, what happens that last game, that, that tournament. That's, that's all that matters. You're just trying to get to NCAAs, man. That's man. it. All right, man. Let's, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with uh, I'm So Glad. And welcome back. We have joining us from the one and only women's track team from Prairie View A&M University, Miss Macy Guy. Macy, what's going on? Hi, how are you guys? Doing good, doing? doing good. Hello. Thanks. Thanks for joining. So you are the first pole vaulter that we have had the opportunity to interview. So we are excited for this. We have to know how, when, when you first started vaulting, how does somebody convince you and say, we're going to take this 10-foot pole, you're going to run as fast as you can, stick it in this little four-inch thing in the ground, and jump eight feet in the air? <laughs> I know, I know. It sounds so crazy. Um, I started pole vaulting in middle school. And back then, you know, it just wasn't much convincing. Like, I was fearless. See? So they just told me, Macy, you should go over there and pole vault. I had no idea what pole vault was. Never heard of it. I was like, okay. I went and um, I actually didn't have a coach. I was taught by an eighth grader. So that's the funny thing. <laughs> time out, time out, time out. <laughs> so they just had a bag over there, the poles laying around, and let's go try this. <laughs> and you're like, cool. That, 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 that eighth grader said, look here, look here. This is all you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Let me put you it on was, game real quick. It was Rockwall, Texas. I imagine there weren't a bunch of pole vault coaches in the area. Well, I actually was in Forney. I was at Forney. I grew up in Forney, and I went to Forney High School and then transferred to Rockwall High School. Okay. Oh, goodness. All right. Okay. And, and, and you are also a heptathlete. Yes. So for those not familiar, can you, can you run down the seven events that are in the heptathlon line? So it's long jump, high jump, shot put, javelin, 100-meter hurdles, the 200-meter dash, and the 800-meter. Let's see. Every one of those events are killers. (laughs) Every single one. And the thing is, 
you're mixing some sprints and some middle distance, and then you add the hurdles on top of it. How long is an average practice for you? <laughs> I usually do like two a days or I just break it up based off the events. If I have like hurdle day, then I might go pole ball and do some stuff or I'll do field events, high jump and shot put. So just I mix it up just to get all the events in there. Do you, do, you, do you have like a certain diet? I mean, for that's a lot of activity. So who is your dietitian and what does your diet look like? I actually get this question a lot from like a lot of students on campus, but I, I'm not on a diet. I eat. What? You eat crispy chicken? Yeah. Popeyes? <laughs> McDonald's? She get all the calories she wants, basically. <laughs> See, uh-uh. What? Probably don't get enough protein. We probably need to start some type of a uh, meal plan for you to, to send some meat up there. Huh? <laughs> that PV food fuels you up, right? Yes, sir. All right. So, so did you do the event in? Did you do the event in high school? Yes, I did. Okay. All right. So um, we know the the top female uh, heptathlete of all time was Jackie Joyner Kersey. And, um, you know, you, you you see the progression that she had where she could run in, she could compete not just in the heptathlon, but she could compete in those individual races to get points. So are, are you at that point where coaches looking around and saying, hey, Macy, I need you to go out here and give me six points in this 200? <laughs> no, I'm not that good, but I have my events. Um, I actually... This is so crazy. I wasn't supposed to do the heptathlon here. I was actually just recruited to pole vault. But when Coach Williams found out that I used to do the heptathlon in summer track, she was like, she was like say less. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I started doing it. I could, I did it like three days before. I was told I was going to compete in it three days before SWAG, I think my sophomore year. And I was like, oh, my goodness. But I went out there, and I think I ended up placing sixth that year. So you got points. You got points. Yeah. So she was like, okay, look, this is what we're going to have to do for the rest of the season. This is what you do now. So um, now that I've been actually practicing for it, I've become stronger in some of the events, specifically 100-meter hurdles. And now I'm actually in the hurdle crew. That's what they say. So Okay. Okay. Oh, so my question is, every Every heptathlete, what is your go-to favorite event? Is it the hurdles now, or what is it like? That's my that is my event. I got this on lock. Um, I like hurdles now. Actually, I was afraid of hurdles. I used to jump so high over the hurdles because I was like, I am not touching this hurdle. But um, my favorite event, like that, I have the most fun doing is shot put. What? Yeah. Mm. Wow. wow! Did not see that one coming. No, <laughs> what's your technique? Do you do you do the spin move or do you do the scoop? I do the scoop. Okay. What? See, yeah, that's usually the big girl event, you know. I know, right? <laughs> the so, big queens be doing that. <laughs> so, so you got to eat some mashed potatoes or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> To do that, that's what I said. We got to send her some protein shakes or something. Yeah, because you know they they put that in the cut. It's got to have chalk on the side of the face. (laughs) (laughs) But I know for the hurdle crew, if you're down with the hurdle crew, 
Now, we, were, we just had a segment where we talked about TikTok. The hurdle crews have the best drills. I mean, when they put them up in the four circles and they just hop over them one at a time and they all coordinate it, nobody has a better drill than the hurdle crew. So if you're down with the hurdle crew, yeah, they get mad respect because uh, everybody wants to learn how to do that and they start tripping and the hurdle crew will talk some cash, cash noise and say, get out the way. Let us show you how this is done. Man, this has done, youngster. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. So, Macy, yeah. what do you got? What are your plans for after graduation? We know you're a senior now, and uh, you probably got another year of eligibility, but what are your plans? So, my plan, I'm a biology major with a minor in chemistry, and I plan to go to medical school after undergrad. All right, all right. Yes, there we go. You 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 got a med you got a med school picked out. I want to go to Texas Tech Medical School, but right now after undergrad, I'll be taking a a gap year. So I think I'm going to come back and probably get a master's here at PV in my gap year before. Um, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, take that MCAT one more time. Yeah. <laughs> you so have time you to study because with the heptathlon, I know you got no time to study no for time. So do you have another season to run or is this going to be your last season to run? Actually, run? I have another year of eligibility. My freshman year was when COVID hit. So we lost that outdoor season and then sophomore year, they gave us another indoor season. So I have a full year of eligibility. Nice. Nice. That, right. That'll put a nice dent in that grad school. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. mm -hmm. Use it. Yes. Well, Macy, we are so happy that you joined us. Uh, we look forward to you making some noise out here in this, as we get closer to this SWAC championship. We want to see some points. Hey, now that you with the hurdle crew, you know you know how Coach does. He started looking, he started counting up those points and say, uh, Macy, you think you can run me a 12-7? <laughs> I know, right? You like coach? I just finished seven events. I got nothing. I drank some water. Hey, hey, hey no, no, Joe. What was the name of that stuff you drank? Drank some spooty. Drank some spooty. Some spooty. <laughs> yeah. It's sugar water with salt, and they put food color. It's fake. It's, it's the it's the hood Gatorade. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Macy. Thanks for joining us, and good luck for the rest of this season. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. And we'll be right back with the We Ready shout outs. And we are back with the We Ready shout outs. So I, I, I'm going to give my first shout out to Nesby. So I got a chance to go to Nesby, which is the National Society of Black Engineers. They had their annual, uh, their national conference in Kansas City this week. 14,000 black engineers in Kansas City. That is the most of any uh, Nesby attended. That was Nesby 49. I think the previous record was just shy of 11. They had 14,000. Man, we went there looking for folks. I filled all of my spots. I filled a spot that I didn't even have. So it was a lot of talent out there. Um, so Nesby was ready. <laughs> ready, ready. 
Yeah, that's yeah. That, man, I can't even top that. I'm I'm serious. I'm like trying to think. <laughs> man, I, I thought I had some. Uh, don't don't force it, Mike. Don't force it. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I'll give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to the crew that uh put together and ran uh the 89th annual Prairie View NM University PV relays this past weekend. They did a phenomenal job. They had a huge turnout. Uh Interim AD Gardner said they had over 40 teams that showed up, high school and college. So that was uh, going against, you know, that was going against other uh, large track meets that were in the Houston area. So, hey, it was a great time. They also had junior days on campus as well as a baseball doubleheader. So it was a great time for PV relays. Uh, The team that put it together and ran it, they were ready. Hey, ready. Hey, do we need to just pull that interim tag from Gardner? Because we keep saying every week is the best ever, the greatest ever, the biggest yeah, ever. Exactly. The I'm best, just baby. saying, it's, bro. It's amazing <laughs> what simple. It's amazing what simple projects. Come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't know, but you know what? Let's just leave it there and just and don't. If you don't just scream, let it ride. don't holler. Just let it ride, let's, man. Let's just roll with it. Just roll with it. We like Madame Zenobius. Let it ride. Let it all ride. <laughs> <laughs> so my 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 last re-ready to the to the baseball softball teams. You know, in the time of the spring, we focus on, on March Madness. These teams have gone into the SWAC tournament or the SWAC conference play and and they've started off really well. So uh this you know, you know, the PV baseball and softball team, they ready. All right, here we go. We're doing the traditional. PV. You know. know. Ah, we're a little slow on the drop. Mike act like he was over there goggling some Listerine before he got started. (laughs) All right, all right.